This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital Broadcasting from the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, co-hosting with me this morning, Squeak Larkin. Good morning. Our PhD. And we also have Laura Watson from Hey Relax. I need people to tell me that more often. <laughs> and joining us now by phone, we have Dr. Hannah Cooper from Peterson and Smith. Good morning, Dr. Cooper. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys today? Welcome to the show. Good. It's lovely to have you with us this morning. Uh, we are going to talk about rhodococcus this morning. Um, if you can start off, Dr. Cooper, um, by giving us a definition of exactly what that means. So rhodococcus is the most serious cause of pneumonia in foals that are aged one to four months old. It's a bacteria that's found in the soil and is acquired by inhalation of infected particles. Um, once a foal is infected, the manure from the infected foal is a major source of the bacteria that contaminates the environment. Wow. Now, what about um, clinical signs? What are the first things that you're going to see? So it's a slowly progressive infection and clinical signs can be difficult to detect until there is a critical lung infection present. Initially, foals are lethargic, have fevers and increased heart rates. As infection progresses, there will be increased respiratory effort with nostril flaring. They can also have nasal discharge and cough. It's this is typically when owners first notice something is wrong and will call their veterinarian. And what about the incubation period, Dr. Cooper? Um, incubation period is actually unknown out in the field, as it likely varies depending on the immune status of the foal, its age, and the amount of bacteria present in the environment. So that could vary. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense, obviously, yeah. A, a horse with may, a, a foal with maybe a stronger immune system right. might be different. Um, what about transmission? So it's acquired from the environment when they inhale infected particles. Right. So it's a respiratory it's inhaled. So that ma makes it even, yeah, even easier probably to pass uh, from one to another. Um, treatment uh, for a foal at a very young age, obviously um, between one and four months. Um, what kind of treatments are available? So treatment is a combination of two antibiotics, that is erythromycin and rifampin, which work synergistically together. It's usually given for three to eight weeks, um, and additional supportive care is needed, needed such as keeping them in a dust-free environment, IV fluids, anemone to manage the fevers. Um, they may need oxygen therapy depending on the severity of your signs. And anti ulcer therapy is also recommended because they'll be under high amounts of stress. And is the um, is the prognosis for um, for these foals is it is there a good rate of survival? Is it I imagine at that age it must be very challenging for their lungs that are so young and and struggling uh, with this kind of a, a you know sickness. What is the likelihood of survival? With the appropriate treatment, there is a very good survival rate of 70 to 90 percent. Without treatment, though, it is about an 80 percent chance of death. Well, wow. so really catching it very early uh, is very, very important, I would imagine. Um, any, yes. any signs or symptoms, you would not want to hesitate to get the veterinarian out right away. 
exactly. what, what about vaccination options? Are there any options? There is no vaccine, unfortunately. Um, but on farms that are known to be endemic with rhodococcus in the soil, um, you can use hyperimmune plasma to reduce the incidence and severity of infection in Interesting. So that's something that you would have to be aware that had been on your farm. Right. Um, you yeah. might move on to a new farm and not even know that right. any. How long would that survive for? Would that be a, in the environment for a long time? Yes, it tends to stay in the environment for a long time. And the more folks that get infected, the more virulent bacteria are in the environment. So it's a perpetuating cycle, unfortunately. Right. Yes. Definitely. So importance of early detection, we already mentioned, getting the veterinarian out there as soon as there is any, any signs. Um, what about biosecurity and isolation time period? How long should a foal uh, be isolated from the rest of the foals? So it is important to isolate the foal from the other foals so that the manure isn't contaminating the environment that the other foals are in further. Um, as far as racially isolation time period, you want to keep them isolated until clinical signs have been resolved. Okay. And usually that takes a period of about how long if they're Okay. Wow. So long long separation, but right. better to be safe than have any uh any uh, other foals sick. Now what about um, zoonotic potential for people listening this morning that would be passing from animal to human? There is no zoonotic potential so there is no risk to humans working around foals with rotopockets. Well that's, that's good, good news. news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Cooper is there anything else that um, you want to add or uh, any questions uh, you have? No, no, mostly uh, what you covered, you know, a lot about what we would need for most everybody to know is that it, the way that it's passed on and that there are places that are already, you know, bound to have had it and that could be a problem, yeah. Yeah, so just watching yeah. out for the, the right. symptoms and being really aware of, especially if you're in a new environment, if you've yeah. moved into a new area, new farm, and you are, um, you know, breeding operation, then yeah. uh, I think you, you're even more concerned, you know, to look out for those kind of clinical signs yeah. that, you know, and knowing the history of your farm that you're moving right. on to, if you're renting or buying, um, knowing the history, you know, of, of who's been there and, and is, right. is great uh, when you're moving horses onto the property. Uh, but definitely watching out for any signs at all. Uh, Dr. Cooper, I want to thank you very much for being with us this morning for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you for joining You're us. Welcome. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you. Hi, guys. This is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and let me know what you thought. Now please go out there and share the podcast.